Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Engage Cast powered by Web Engage. Today, we are in conversation with Abhishek Patil, who is the user growth lead at Dunzo. At a current run rate of over 2 million orders per month, Dunzo has been growing like a rocket ship. The hyper local delivery brand has become a verb. Need something delivered? Just Dunzo it. Dunzo claimed to be the cheapest and fastest way to move something from point A to point B. Now the brand is projected a 30x growth rate and their top 10 users transact over 22 times in a month on average. That is serious stickiness. In today's podcast, we will be talking about the insights that make Dunzo tick, their growth strategy, how Dunzo tackles churn, their retention strategy, and the average user's journey on their platform without further ado i'd let abhishek introduce himself thanks pm uh, hey guys i am abhishek i look at user growth at dunzo uh, i look at the whole user pnl how does how do we acquire users how do we retain users uh, and a lot more about user centric approach so i love talking about marketing and growth strategies Uh, before Danzo, I've been consulting a lot of uh, startups in Bangalore ecosystem, uh, particularly pre-series B startups. Uh, before that, I was into uh, uh, Suprati small and medium businesses, so I was leading the ad operations team, so pure digital play. And before that, I was part of my own startup in the advertising domain. So that's a little bit about me. Wow, that's a phenomenal CV you've got there, Abhishek. I'm surprised to hear that you had your uh, own startup as well. I would love to hear more about that. Sure. So uh, the startup was around uh, advertising. So basically, uh, in the offline world, you have hoardings, right? But uh, you you are not able to book these hoardings or manage the media buying at scale there. Uh, but in the online media, you can go and do a real time bidding on it, right? So what we essentially wanted to do with Ads Kia, which was the name of the company, was to allow advertisers book hoarding spots across Pan India. So we did a lot of testing around product market fit. This is imagine uh, before demonetization. So nobody was actually into you know cashless transactions. Everybody wanted to do everything in cash. Uh, we were too early to the market to actually pitch in the product, right? Uh, so uh, that's that's about it. Uh, that is fantastic. That is really amazing to know, Abhishek. And uh, I wanted to uh, get down to business and learn a little bit more about. Uh, Dunzo and the business. Now everybody knows what Dunzo has been doing, so I wouldn't uh, linger on about the Dunzo business model. We wanted to understand what is the definition of growth for the team at Dunzo right now. There must be certain KPIs for success that have been defined. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure, sure. I think uh, growth currently is a largely overrated term. Everybody wants to go ahead and look at uh, transaction numbers, right, or GMV numbers, right. Uh, very few companies. growth from a pure perspective of how does unit economic looks at a transaction level right and for us growth is priority one is figuring out how do you get um, you know sustainable when you are growing at a transaction level so the major kpis are always around number of orders uh, but the secondary kpi that we follow is how much are we burning from our pocket to run that transaction right and uh, understanding demand supply more in a better way uh, get that demand density to actually reduce our cost get the channel mix and the category mixes right right so uh, imagine one year back we were doing somewhere around 100 to 200000 orders now we do 
close to 20x of what we were doing last year. Right? Uh, this growth, uh, if we wanted, we could have done in six months, but we wanted to get the unit economics of the business very, very right. right? Uh, so that's the reason we always look at first is the order, obviously, but what is from all sides of the platform. So for us, platform is users, merchants, and partners. Right? So from all sides, sides of the platform, how does the unit economics looks like? So that's like a key important metric that we'll get to. Amazing, amazing. Uh, it's so refreshing to hear that uh, all of the vanity metrics, I won't say vanity metrics, but stuff that people really, I mean, use to kind of measure growth. The Dunzo is trying to go beyond that and really get into uh, factors like profitability and unit economics. I think that's fascinating. We'll talk more about that definitely later. Next question that I'm really interested to find out more about is about customer engagement. Not surprising since... Uh, I work for WebEngage, so therefore customer engagement is really big for us. I'm sure uh, on the Dunzo app itself, customer engagement must be huge. Help us understand the breakdown or help us break down the customer engagement on the Dunzo app. I mean, uh, describe the typical journey that each consumer would take on the Dunzo app once he lands. Sure, sure. So uh, imagine, uh, so you mentioned about users, right? So we have three types of users. One is user app, which you see as a B2C platform, where you can go and use the app. Second is the partner app, where a partner actually gets, uh, you know, gets orders uh, through this platform. Sure. And then there are more who receive those orders and fulfill those orders. Right? right. So every user on the platform, so to be specific about the B2C side of things, uh, when a user logs on to the app, right, he gets into different different buckets depending on how does that user engages with the app, which category does the person engage with, right? Uh, we also look at when did the user join, right? So we understand what is the time of the day, uh, you know, uh, hour of, so hour of the day and, uh, you know, day of the week. So we get those basic fingerprinting done, right? And then communications across channels starts kicking in, right? Um, we follow the uh, we follow the philosophy wherein customer experience is super important to getting a user right, right? building that right kind of behavior. So the first order that we run with any customer, right? We even the acquisition teams here look at uh, the first order metric. So we go deep down till the point where uh, what is the average rating, but given by a new user for the first order. Right? Sure. How many calls went to that user? So these are different things that we, you know, uh, look at from a user engagement perspective. Right. So I think that's a fascinating point that you mentioned, Abhishek. The the actual uh, rating that a first-time user would give to, uh, let's say, the service that is used at Dunzo, I think that would determine probably the possibility of that individual transacting further, maybe. So I think that makes total sense. So what 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 is the average uh, user rating that you guys would get? probably right now for let's say a typical Dunzo service. Uh, the average rating that we currently get per user uh, is almost 10 on 10. What you're essentially trying to do is how can we make that experience possible for everyone, right? So we want to make sure that every order that runs on the platform has minimum interactions with uh, any of the stakeholder. So it should be boringly predictable as we call it. <laughs> nice. That's good to hear. Boringly predictable. I would like to use that somewhere now. All right. So really good to know about the customer engagement and the fact that Dunzo really starts that engagement focus from the very first transaction itself. I think it makes total sense. Now, 
this is a question that I love to ask all the marketers out there, right? Because this is something that everyone struggles with. Every business struggles with. Uh, there's a lot of talk about acquisition versus retention. What, according to you, is the long-term growth strategy for, for let's say, any consumer business? And since you're working at Dunzo, I'm sure you would have that perspective in mind. So do help us understand your thoughts on this. Sure. So um, I, I would say, do you want a chicken or do you want an egg? Right? It's that problem. It's a chicken and <laughs> problem. Right? Uh, you want both. Right? Uh, now, the question comes in when you are dealing with hyper-growth companies, especially marketplaces or companies which are not very, uh, not very tech proprietary specific. What I mean by that is something not which is not AI or which is not ML, right? For these companies, acquisition is important because they're dealing in a lot of red ocean strategies, right? Uh, they have similar customers. Imagine a customer who logs on, uh, you know, say Ola, also has an Uber app, also has a, another bike taxi app or right. cab app. Right? Absolutely. So, that's that. If you are dealing in that space, acquisition becomes a super critical role. Mm-hmm. But at time, if your basic product flows are not fixed, what 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 does that mean? So if you have a lot of churn, right, and uh, your CEO CXO comes in place and tells you that we need to acquire one million users by next quarter, right, that actually means you have to increase your weekly active or daily active, whatever that frequency is, by that number. It does not mean acquire new user one million. It's not a one-time game, right? Exactly. You need to deduce the problem saying, hey, if I acquire 1 million, how many users are going to churn? So if it churn is X percent, how can I reduce that churn? If my retain base has Y frequency, how can I get it to Z? Right? So you need to divide the problem. And I don't think so. It's one or the other. It's about doing the full funnel approach that we mentioned, right? Uh, if you don't do a full funnel approach, what ends up happening is, for uh, for companies which want to which want to grow like multiple cities, right? Uh, they grow multiple cities. The churn also grows exponentially. So they are the more the user they are acquiring, the more churn they are generating, right? So I would say it's not one or two, right? You have to do everything. And I would say uh, it's acquisition versus retention. The acquisition piece starts even when the person hasn't heard about your brand. So it starts right from there, right? Then it moves to, if you have an app base, it moves to the app store or the play store. Sure. How does your use there, right? What is the churn there? Number of viewers coming in versus number of installers. Mm-hmm. How does first day installer versus seven day insta- uh, retainer versus 30 day retainer looks like? How many of the users, what is the window that they will take an action? So you need to look at the whole funnel and then also look at how many, so what's your virality question? Right? Right. How many users who have activated on your app have referred other people? Right? Mm-hmm. So you need to look at all these parameters and build a model on top of this, right? Sure. Uh, and then all saying, okay, uh, I would love to do everything, but I would focus more money on acquisition. Then secondary is retention and third is churn. That can be a strategy for that particular business goal, right? But it can't Just be probably time bound, maybe. Sure, sure, makes sense, makes sense. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a question. It's sort of like a leading question. Uh, which is going to, you know, talk about uh, something else. My question is, uh, according to you, who are the main competitors of Dunzo right now? Who are you guys competing with? Sure. So, uh, imagine it's a delivery, it's a last mile logistics problem that we are trying to solve. So, at Dunzo, we say that anything which is of a watermelon size can be carried on a pillion of a bike. If you want to transfer it inside the city, we'll do it for you. Right. 
Uh, that's the commerce side of business. Then we also have bike taxis in Gurgaon and Noida, right? Uh, so I would say everybody is trying to get to that delivery funnel and tackle other categories, right? Uh, so there are a lot of competitors in food, grocery, each category. There are cat uh, competitors in uh, you know last mile tra human transportation, right? I would say uh, there is nobody in the market right now who does everything. Right. Uh, right. Help is we are into business of saving time. Right. right. The time you to the time you go to sleep. We help you save time and give you that time back. Right. I wouldn't say we have a direct competitors. We do have category specific competitors that we sure. compete with. Uh, but imagine, would you have a single app which just gets you food from the store? Would you have a store? Would you have an app which delivers from any store that you can imagine in the city? Right. So you would keep that app in place of just doing one thing. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, we don't have any real competitors, but yes, category specific, we definitely have very strong competitors. Awesome. Awesome. I think uh, what you mentioned, I certainly had the same view in mind. Uh, I might be wrong, but I am of the opinion that Dunzo, uh, like you mentioned, doesn't really have any direct competition, but there are a lot of other niche players that exist, which are, servicing a different category maybe. Uh, so now that probably sets Dunzo up in sort of like a monopolistic condition. So as to say, uh, which it is enjoying right now. So that brings me to my next question. Uh, how is Dunzo then going to be tackling the problem of retention? Since it doesn't really have a lot of, uh, I would say direct competition. Is Dunzo even worried about retention or it's, it's just going to happen because there's nobody else that is doing what we are doing. So that is that monopolistic condition that exists. Is, is that something which exists or retention is just, you know, something that can't be ignored. Okay. So, uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that you should not look at retention if you're more market monopoly. Uh, take an example of, uh, blockbuster, right? Sure. Yes, right. They always had a monopoly until right. Netflix came in. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we all know what happened after that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you should not have a monopoly wherein uh, you have, you're just there because there is nobody better in the market. You should be always customer centric and at Dunzo, I think we are very customer centric. Uh, we look at if somebody has churned, we look at a lot of parameters, right? When did they churn? After the first order, after a few orders, what was the path to churn? What happened on the last order or last few orders? We try to understand and give inputs to every part of the business, right? The nature of the business is such that uh, you have merchants experience, you have partner experience, you have platform experience, right? And then you also have external stakeholders in the market who are trying to poach those customers from you, right? Uh, that actually brings me to another set of things, right? Uh, what is a brand loyalty, right? Uh, I wouldn't say there is, there is one, right? Uh, I don't say that there is no behavioral loyalty. For example, you want to order a cab. You might open Ola, Ola or Uber depending on what your uh, past history is. Right? Absolutely. But that does not mean if you are using Uber for a lot of time, that does not mean when Uber stops working, you will go ahead and book a Ola car. Right? So I wouldn't say retention is uh, equal to brand loyalty. Right? So I think brand loyalty is just a weak term. It's good for marketing pitch. When you're doing that pitch to your uh, uh, CXOs, that's a great pitch to have. Let's build brand loyalty. Right? Sure. Uh, I don't think so. Any loyalty programs actually help you gain any new customers. Sure. Uh, maybe 
they might protect you but the real the real crisp uh, lies in the fact that how's it how does your customer experience looks like sure i figure that there's no point in having retention curves uh, i have also seen uh, a lot of companies use uh, you know user incentive to maintain the retention curve absolutely giving, yep. giving additional features for that i would say you need to build a lot of fear of missing out features in the app uh, so that your exit barriers are created in the app i would i would tackle the problem that side right right so i think that's a great point that you made uh, touching back upon brand loyalty i think a lot of people use that term uh, i won't say loosely there must be certain uh, defined metrics and criteria in mind that people have when they talk about that i agree with the point especially when you talked about the ola and uber example for a ride hailing app uh, people in india are primarily very price sensitive right that is a huge insight that most consumer businesses have whatever is cheaper at a given point of time i would want to go with that because otherwise the brand the uh the experience for the end customer is more or less the same it's you know very hard to say that uber probably has a better cab and ola has a better cab something like that but for an evolved consumer if he has probably had a string of great experiences with let's say any of the two do you then think uh brand loyalty comes into the picture over there purely on the basis of a better experience overall compared to let's say the other com- competitor in that case do you think brand co- loyalty would matter so uh, you are talking about aha moments right so giving aha moments to a user and then looking at retention and brand loyalty right now brand loyalty uh, i am not very buying into the concept of brand loyalty but if you want to look at it uh, there are two aspects to it there is one behavioral loyalty and there is emotional loyalty now emotional loyalty is only built by the experiences it can't be built by uh, you know giving discounts right it has sure. to be built by the behavioral loyalty however can be done using just product and not experience so if you have a product which makes sure that you always have that fomo factor missing in right you can go ahead and build emotional loyalty on top of right uh, so uh, imagine you have a aha moment and after that you're looking at a brand loyalty i don't think uh, in this in this current scenario where you have everything evolving right uh, you have so many players in every category if imagine a customer so a customer there are three types of customer one is who is price sensitive second is experience and third is who is just an early adopter just want to try out different different things i don't see for any of these segments there will be a brand loyalty if something else comes up at least the person will go try experience it multiple times then take a call i don't think so like 90s where you have just one washing powder i don't see uh, the current moms uh, you going ahead and using the same washing powder for the 10 years i don't see that happening right brands need to get with better and better products they can build on top of existing products but you really need to kill at uh, looking how do you pitch a particular product to you right amazing amazing i love that insight especially about the consumer goods i am i'm sure i think what you were suggesting and what the world is also saying at the same time is that the customer has evolved in all you know all of these factors are just gone out of the window absolutely i totally agree with your statement so abhishek help me understand who is the dunzo tg if you had to paint the picture of uh, the typical dunzo consumer who is he going to be what does he look like what does he do so uh, imagine 
we are into business of saving time and we are essentially trying to help you move things right so anybody who wants to move certain things so it might be a consumer who has forgotten his charger at home and want to get it to the office will do it you want to order some food you want to order some grocery you want to order anything from a physical local commerce will do it you want to get from point a to b will do it so it doesn't depend on the tg what it essentially uh, depends on is how do you make sure that the intent is satisfied right uh, so I, i wouldn't i wouldn't categorize as a tg but anything who can understand technology can use smartphones have an intent of the use cases that i uh, just said you and that can be also b2b customer a store who wants to deliver in his neighborhood right and if he understands technology he can use a dashboard then he he is our customer right i would definitely say uh, like looking at our current tg right we have users who are you know just 18 crossed right so youngsters right we also have old age people who order medicines or not right then there are a lot of uh, home chefs who deliver tiffins to their customers using dunjo wow so there are hundreds of use cases imagine anything that happens so how do we how we look at this is this market currently is 600 million orders per month right now how out of that everybody is taking maybe 10% of the pie how do you make sure that these offline transaction that happens already this is not like creating a new demand there is already something happening in the world how do you digitize that using a product right that's that's what more important when you're looking at a tg size fascinating i I'd, i'd love to sit with you and probably you know just get to see all of that data what that is happening you know sounds really amazing i I'd, i'd find it hard to imagine and uh, let's say probably somebody a senior citizen may be ordering medicines from dunzo but that is so cool really amazing so yeah that brings me to the next question uh, something which i am sure is going to be very close to your heart every business struggles with churn right customers will come and they'll you know inevitably leave like you mentioned there are so many factors you know brand loyalty is probably just this phantom statistic so what is the situation like right now for you at dunzo i'm sure churn must be existing even uh, without any primary uh, competitors that exist so how is dunzo treating churn how is it uh, how is it solving churn sure so uh, i am of a very strong opinion that you cannot get a churn user back uh, by giving discounts uh, that has been one of the uh, lazy marketing i would say uh strategies that a lot of uh, you know full funnel marketers have adopted <laughs> yeah you really need to drill down into what exactly is the cause of the churn right until you understand the cause of the churn it's very foolish to go ahead and do something about it okay so i think for us we are really stringent about why did the user churn we need to understand and make changes on all sides of the business once we do that so that can drive into a lot of tactical stuff saying how do you look at communication channel how do you look at the product how do you look at a merchant experience how do you make sure that uh, a non veg item doesn't go to a veg person right so this is like a simple example which every food delivery startup is tackling right sure all this problem is almost solved right now if you look at other problems saying you order a fruits and vegetable on dunzo now the partner goes to the store and gets a banana right now you don't know what size of banana the, the weight might be the same so that's a simple that's a simple use case right now that is getting delivered to a user 
now user will escalate saying i don't want this size of banana right so you need to get this into the product so the easy solution would be having an api integration with the local store right so you need to tackle those problem accordingly and then think about churn just running a performance campaign or just blasting out smss or blasting out push notifications or emails for that matter right um, doesn't help it won't help right it will help in the shorter run so if you give a 50% off on x x thing user will come back do a transaction and go away so you are essentially not solving a churn problem what essentially you are doing is achieving your quarterly goals <laughs> that's need to look at it right amazing amazing so long term churn can only be solved with pure data intelligence i think that's a fantastic statistic we all need to kind of go look into our data and understand why the customer is leaving the example that you mentioned i think that's fascinating who would have thought yeah the most important one is a lot of people start looking at solutioning right solutioning i think without better understanding of the data and why did a particular metric move and up move up and down if you don't understand it don't even think about solutioning right uh because solutioning is like even 5% of the whole piece that you will look for churn right uh also one more thing when you're looking about churn is you always look at test and control right sure there will be all natural resurrection that will happen to the user so if you are not looking at control groups uh, and that too statistically significant you are talking about uh the user who were anyways going to come back right understand uh you know like you are actually attributing that to your efforts which is sure. which was any be the baseline right sure awesome awesome so just uh, following up uh, to the last point that you made was another question i'm sure you are interacting with so many users right now and these guys are reachable on different channels right channels of communication so has there been any particular channel that has stood out uh, with respect to let's say conversionabilities or let's say impressions or any particular communication medium that has been very effective for you guys at dunzo i would say uh so priyam it, it doesn't matter if it is what channel right if it is on the app outside the app is it on the email or is it on any of the assets what really matters is why are you doing that right why are you sending me a push notification at 7 o'clock today why are you sending an email to me on saturday morning right. why are you showing performance ad at 2 o'clock at lunch time the why has to be answered and for us i think we have asked us really good whys why are you doing it right and then second is measuring right so i would say contextual communication at the right time uh, has really helped us amazing uh, there are a lot of marketers who are into personalization right uh, i would think that we are not great at personalization right now and i would say we don't want to be right now. uh we want to be first contextual sure. we want to understand if the user absolutely needs that communication right if, if the person needs the communication then let's go ahead and build a personalization on top of it Awesome, awesome. So, from what I understand, the strategy is to probably use the power of context to reach out correctly to a mass TG, and then on the basis of that, build communication which is personalized. Exactly, absolutely. So, take an example, right? Uh, you order coffee every morning uh, on Dunzo. Sure. Between ten to ten, right? And uh, you order from a particular store a particular flavor of coffee. Coffee, right? Now, what happens is. say at 10:30 during a weekday you order only coffee when you are in office if you get a say push notification if it's an app company 
you get a push notification saying at 10:35 did you miss your shot of coffee this morning that doesn't need to have hey priyam right personalization is second right first it should be contextual understanding what you do right perfect that more important right Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely drives more value, at least to the individual user that way. I'm sure the first name personalization queue is missed out now. I mean, people are so used to that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, that actually brings me to my next question, which is perfectly timed. What is the importance of personalized experiences for you? So many people are talking about hyper personalization and you know, uh, just in time communication for the right user. is danzo focusing on delivering a personalized experience right now at scale or is it something that uh, danzo has plans for in the future sure so uh, as i already pointed out right we are looking at more on the contextual side rather than doing personalization at this point in time uh, imagine you are a last mile service would you want the service to be reliable or personalized sure reliable absolutely okay. uh, save Leave them to the use case. Take a case of say carrot cleaning, or take some diamond uh, online portals, right? There, right? Uh, you need to be very personalized also because the value of the item is way higher. True. Right? Uh, the value is way higher, right? Like a diamond would cost at least thirty, forty thousand. For sure. Month, right. For sure. If you personalization there, then you are actually feeding into your experience, right? So in that case, I would say yes, you would want to go ahead and do certain things. But I would say it's mainly context, right? Why answering the why during any type of remarketing, any type of marketing, uh, is super important. Awesome. So I think one more point that I gleaned is probably ticket size, the category, and maybe the industry also play a very important role in right. making the experience special. Yeah. Also the frequency, right? Like how much is the frequency? Like you wouldn't buy a diamond every day. Of like course. You would order a coffee every day. Right. I would love to, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this so मतलब you need to think about you know what is important for the user, right? Don't build features which are for one person improvement. Build feature which will make a step change for your funnels, right? Fantastic. Twenty percent of the audience is going to bring eighty percent of the business always Fantastic. in any time, right? So Amazing. for that eighty percent. If you think that personalization is going to make that step change, only then think about doing any kind of that. Amazing, amazing! I I love that last point that you made about uh, the one percent improvement. I think that is so true, and we are always focused on we are, we become very myopic in our approach. And I think the idea is to think long term, definitely. Uh, so one more question that has now uh, crept into my mind. Uh, hyper local delivery is something that you guys are say specialize in right now hyper local delivery has always been there but it's largely unorganized right i mean when i say that i would say uh, the local kirana stores that we all used to uh, buy stuff from there was always somebody from the store who would come and deliver you know uh, 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 it was a phone call away but there must have been uh, some issues that danzo faced when they tried to crack this market they tried to organize it from your experience how difficult was it to solve the problem of hyper local delivery in a market that is so complex that is india sure so i think a lot of players have tried doing this uh, a lot of especially if you mentioned about grocery right uh, look at webvan in us it got shut down after getting 650 million dollar fund wow it went bankrupt uh, so it, it, i think it's in 90s or 2000 i don't recall exactly 
but that's an interesting case study that you can look at i haven't seen a single company in the world who has yet got profitable even at a micro market level from just gross sales right so i would say if you're looking thinking about profitability in that sense so like acquisition of a merchant to you know giving orders and delivering sustainably it's all about profitability if you want to get profitable grocery and other category which are low margin categories are going to be your uh, supply utilization so basically you have a supply of things right you have partners on the platform it's that utilization uh, it's basically not so how, how does uber works right how does uber global works they get profits in the west right they pull out those profits and run things in southeast asia right so that's the strategy that is going to help when you're looking about a particular category awesome awesome abhishek there was this one point that uh, i read somewhere uh, it was i was doing some basic research about uh, understanding danjo and i don't remember the publication but uh, it said that danjo is making india lazy right so i'm sure that is not the key insight on which danjo is operating the insight must be something greater which probably inspired uh, someone to say that this is something that we can solve for and i'm sure that continues to be true today as well w- what do you think is that key insight for danzo right now okay so so first things first right i don't think so we released some article like that okay uh, we don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> I, i agree with you see <laughs> uh, uh, i would actually take one step back priyam what i would say is uh, look at our parents right how does their life used to look like when they were working right uh, they used to get stuff stuff from the bhaji mandi right from a local kirana shop they used to go till petrol pump for your bike they used to use you know take the car to the car wash take the car to repair shop uh, they used to order a lot of they used to go and pick up a lot of stuff they didn't know used to order right now imagine uh, the urban india now these people don't want to go ahead and i i wouldn't i wouldn't use the word waste but they don't want to prioritize certain tasks in their life over the others right they would want to do a maybe a podcast for an hour <laughs> rather than uh going ahead and picking up stuff from the market right they would want to spend their time with their kids uh and help them out do their homework rather than going and you know uh picking them up from school wasting time there so i i wouldn't say we are making people lazy but I, as I, as i already said right we are into the business of giving the time back right so that's i think which separates us from anything that is happening in any of the categories right? amazing amazing i wish danzo was there during my college days and it it was sorely missed uh anyway so uh, moving on to the next question uh now uh, i've i'm a big fan personally of danzo's uh, social media uh, chatter i think uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, cleverness involved over there with respect to the responses that we see uh, social media is very important i'm sure you'd agree for building a consumer brand you know you actually have a touch point that reaches out to the actual consumers uh, what is the strategy in place right now for danzo with respect to social media sure so uh if if you were to look at our social media strategy we do not believe uh, number of followers or number of people you know who who just follows or likes our pages uh, 
So imagine Dunzo, as we already discussed, there are so many use cases of Dunzo, right? And uh, we have some amazing creative folks at our end who looks at these use cases through a different angle. Right? Sure. So imagine, uh, I'll, I'll take an actual use case, right? So we deliver from any medicine shop, right? So imagine people must be ordering condoms, right? Yes, of course. Uh, we did a lot of things around condoms. We did a lot of things around sanitary pads, right? Which nobody else can deliver in 60 minutes for that matter, right? Now, our social media handler will go ahead and say that, you know, uh, that's... So if you want to make a fun out of it, right? So you, it's always better to make fun out of things and then talk about use cases. And that always helps. Right? So I think we are we are killing it there. And I would say in terms of social media strategy, we are very focused around how many people talk about us and reshare the post rather than even liking or following our page. Sure, sure. What evangelists we create rather than how many people follow us. Awesome. So uh, to be very unconventional about it, we don't spend any money on page likes or post likes or post followers. Right? We don't do any of that. I think your content is doing a good job for you guys in terms of engagement. You guys don't need to spend, definitely. I'm a big fan. Um, all right, so the next question. What do you think is going to be a very crucial touch point for consumer businesses in the years to come? And when I say consumer touch point, something that consumers are going to be using every day, sort of like a second skin almost. Mm, I would say... Uh... There's a lot of things that are going in. Uh, so I, I'll talk about next three years because I am not sure what will happen in five. Uh, I see audio coming in a lot of ways. Uh, the recent Google report shows a lot of searches happening on audio. And I feel, uh, as you said, the quoting the article, making people lazy. People want minimum friction in things that they do. Right? So if audio comes in, imagine you typing on Google saying, I want to buy a role from, say, X store in YGO. You tell that to Alexa or you tell that to Google Assistant and it's automatically getting debited from your credit card and delivered at your doorstep. I would say uh, people will pay for convenience. Uh, at what scale? That's questionable because India is a very price sensitive market. right? But there is, no, uh, there is no one that can stop in the next three years all the urban India going ahead and making use of technology to uh, do mundane tasks. Uh, second would be, I say, fintech. Uh, fintech will have a lot more, you know, a lot more flows inside and outside. What, what I mean by fintech is not just lending, but I'm saying investing, uh, looking at mutual funds, looking at sure. finance uh, advisories. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of things that are coming up, right? So I think these are the consumer brand touch point that we're looking at. So finance drives everything else. If finance is driven largely by these newer innovations, I would say that we are in a brighter path to look at getting more and more business ideas and actually getting product market fit. Awesome. Awesome. I agree with you that voices, I think voice is already becoming uh, huge right now in global markets. And I think India is catching up. Um, all right. I think uh, that brings us to a close of our podcast, uh, our formal podcast session. But uh, before we actually end, uh, we have uh, the fun section coming up, which is uh, sort of like an express delivery uh, section. We are going to ask you a few questions, and uh, you probably have to. Uh, you probably get around five seconds for each question before you have to answer. So the first thing that comes into your mind, uh, you're supposed to give us that answer. Ready when you are. Sure. sure. All right. So the first question: If not a marketing professional, then who would Abhishek be? 
software engineer all right that was quick so you had that in mind already awesome all right if not working then what can abhishek be found doing i would be listening a podcast through a y combinator maybe oh wow awesome awesome big ups to y combinator over there nice one nice yeah. one all right yeah so your dream job ah uh, okay so i i i have different approach to it i don't see uh, any job as dream job i think that changes as you go along the journey right so if you ask me 5 year back uh, i would say i want to be a software engineer if you ask me 6 months back i wanted to become a growth growth person like a go to growth person now if you ask me right now i want to get into systems where i looking at pre series b startups i would want to interact with more and more startups and understand how does their business model works and help awesome. them out with growth right i don't see any dream job it's just a timeline it's like an integration it goes and goes on goes on and on nice very fluid very honest thank you all right a life quote that you stand by persistently uh this is uh, it's very cliche uh, has helped a lot uh, this is by i think ratan tata if you want to go uh, longer uh, walk together if you want to you know move faster walk alone right? wow so profound amazing amazing all right um maybe uh, one last question before we end this uh any idol that you are really fond of that you really look up to can be professional anybody sure so uh i would say uh my last so my last manager here at danzo right uh, he currently leads uh, snapchat india right wow uh durgesh uh, kashik right so i think uh a lot more of what i am today uh has been inspired from he has been a great mentor i don't follow uh, popular idolists right? i don't follow like just because just i want to follow mark cuban like i like i love mark cuban but he is not an idolist sure. i just like the way how he treats businesses right sure sure uh, from a mentor perspective i think durgesh is the perfect person right awesome awesome i'm glad you didn't say the most cliched one steve jobs okay <laughs> no i hate design thinking i think uh, you have to look at I think uh, so. There are a lot of lot of apps out there, right? They are either very design driven, they are either very market driven, or they are very uh, I don't know what. Like they just want to do things that nobody wants to buy. Uh, so I don't want to be fall, falling into those spaces. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Abhishek, thank you so much for uh, sparing some time to talk with us. I think the conversation that we have had today was super insightful. I got to learn a lot from you, and uh, really lovely to find out that. cool things that you guys are doing at danzo and uh, more power to you god speed and i hope danzo continues to grow like a rocket ship sure thank you thanks for having me today bm thanks a lot cheers 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 all right abhishek thank you so much for that that was absolutely amazing thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of engage cast if you like the podcast or have any questions please leave a comment in the section below also Please feel free to let us know if you want us to cover certain topics related to retention in our podcast. We would love to do that for you. Needless to say, you can always recommend your favorite Martech idols that you want to listen to on our podcast. We will try our best to get them on air. Once again, thank you so much. Take care and keep up the good work. You were listening to Priyam Jha from Webengage in close conversation with Abhishek Patel of Danzo.